So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, what we're going to be chatting about today is doing things different. It's what we chat about in every single episode that we have here. And when we're going to talk about doing things different, we're going to talk about investing differently. Um, I get a message. We get a lot of people who ask to be on the show. And uh, we turn most of them down unless they actually have somebody that like is super duper interesting. And who we got today is that we often hear, um, and just a couple of weeks ago, we actually had a show on how uh, agents are going to plan their retirement. And then um, what are you going to do when you think about retiring? We had a show a couple of weeks ago, again, that said, hey, why aren't you investing? Why are you helping everyone else make money? And then you're not fucking doing it yourself. So one of the biggest struggles and what I'm excited about today is that this is an area like I used to dabble a lot in investing and I'm trying to get back into it, to be honest with you. But one of the areas I never knew how to make money in was land sales. Like, how do you make money on vacant land? There's no income producing. What are you going to rent parking spaces. How do you do it? You subdivide it. And it's just a topic that a lot of people don't traditionally um, talk about. But today we have on an expert guest. This is all this dude does. He does land sales. He has a company called Land Sharks, and he's going to walk us through how the fuck we split land, how we sell land, what the fuck we do with land. And we're going to learn all about land sales. Agents, listen to me. If you are not adapting an investor-friendly mindset, you are going to be losing business. It's period. Um, just real estate license only gives you the permission to legally collect money. It doesn't earn anyone's business. The more knowledgeable you are on different facets of business, whether you're investing, whether you're cash flowing, or you're helping the traditional residential home buyer or seller, the more skills you have, the more you get paid. And if you want to get paid in the future, you need those skills. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Brent Bowers. Brent, what is up, dude? Hey, Mike, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be on here. I know when we first jumped on, I was like, what the heck? This came on my calendar. What is it? Now I'm really <laughs> excited. Uh, I love the energy. Like you're good at what you do, sir. Thank you, uh, sir. So I'm fired up, ready to go to talk to some real estate agents and some investors and lenders. Uh, you know, when I was a realtor, I remember like it was a constant treadmill of, of deals and after I got that, that person their home or, or sold that person's home, or I was even driving tenants around back in 2008 yeah. uh, <laughs> when I was a real estate agent. I remember those I'm no days. longer a real estate agent, but it was, a, it was a transaction treadmill. I like to do stuff that I get paid for a very long time on, you know, sometimes 30 years. That's my preferred method. Uh, so that kind of changed. My mindset changed a little bit because work, we work our butts off as well. I used to work my butt off as a real estate agent. Yeah, it's nonstop. It's the peaks and valleys and you're up and down. It's stressful. Every month's a new month. It feels like fucking Groundhog's Day. I mean, it really does. If you guys have ever watched that movie, you wake up like, oh, shit, this transaction goes and you get another pain in the ass client and you guess what? You just do it over and over again. But a lot of real estate agents start off in that um, position and then they venture off into different things. Like I ended up as a fucking marketing dude. You know, I sold real estate for 18 years, did a lot of short sale investing and all that. And there's different avenues that a lot of people in our industry move on to because they, let's be honest, they burn out in the real estate industry. Tell them a little bit about where you're at 
And then I want to get into about how you got into land. So you were a real estate agent, but give them your name. Tell them a little bit about you first, and then let's get into that. Yeah, I, I bought my first. Well, I got my real estate license in 2007. I actually thought I needed a real estate license to be a good investor because I was like, I'm going to get all the deals as they come across my desk. Sure. Well, one of my sister agents listed a house um, and I put an offer on it. I thought that's what we were supposed to do because uh, I'm going <laughs> to be an investor. So I put the offer on it. They accept it. I need to earn a money deposit. And this is 2007. I wasn't like rolling in dough. Um, I had a lawn and landscape company and I went to get my real estate license and got it. it took me three times to pass that freaking test, by the way. Um, that stuff is hard. And yeah. <laughs> I had to borrow the earnest money deposit from my grandma and I got paid a commission to buy the house, which is, I mean, I got paid to buy real estate. You hear about that in the seminars you go to, right? right? And rented it out. And then 2008 kicked my butt. Uh, by 2009, I joined the military because I wanted to go back to school, kind of start something new. I got got it in my head that I could like, why can I? Why should I be able to be a success in real estate? Everyone else is failing at it right now, so I got that in my head and I quit. Joined the military. Uh, I'm in Afghanistan before I know it, and then back for a year, and then back to Afghanistan, and they pulled me out to send me to college in 2013. Well, I still had that real estate bug, that itch, the entrepreneurship itch. And I was renting a house from a guy and it was beautiful from the outside, but the inside, it's just like stunk like cat pee because he never changed the uh, litter box. Sure. And I was like, this guy is renting a house for me. I'm paying him $550 a month. I'm sure his mortgage is like 800. I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to buy a house next to the college and rent out three of the rooms and make money. I, I didn't realize it was called house hacking. House hacking. Yeah. But I love it. Thank you for your service. First off, uh, we yeah. appreciate that. Um, every day, especially nowadays with all the craziness going on. Um, in 2009, were you like getting your ass kicked by the market? Like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the military because I don't know how it's going to go on. Because at that time, the world was burning. Um, you got it, Mike. Yep. I was getting my butt kicked every day. It was so bad. I went from owning a business, I had a real estate license. I have a rental property. I'm married. Yeah. And I had to move in with my in-laws because we couldn't afford our rent anymore because we moved over to the coast. And I'm now sure. humbled. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. starting to think like, I, I suck. I need to do something with my life. Yep. Um, so I did. I joined the military, got really humbled when I went in as an E1, getting paid nothing. Um, and I was like doing little extra things in basic training, like making the beds and pulling fire guard and just making a little extra money here and there to send to pay, you know, my back debts. Like I was, I owed money. So 2013, things are on the rise again. And I got some equity pre, I bought the house at a really good price. I pulled out the equity with a VA streamline, bought another rental, used sweat equity to build that, rented it out. And now it's time to move to Colorado. So I basically bought a, a house there for us to live in, me and my wife, and then bought a triplex with the equity from the other properties. But one thing I found out was like buying all these rentals with value add, needing fix up, you go in debt pretty quickly. Like I've now maxed out all these credit cards and Home Depot card and, and student, I use student loans to fix up houses, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, so I'm in <laughs> debt. So I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a better way. So I start wholesaling houses. It's like getting them under contract at a discount and then selling the contract. Well, the problem with that was you had to spend time with these sellers and figure out what the problem was and solve it. I'm an army officer. I'm working like 13 hour days. And I was still searching for answers, listening to podcasts like, the, you know, 
the sure. the marketing dude, like this, stuff like this, like searching for answers. I heard a guy doing land and I was like, no one does land. I'm driving by land every single day and I don't realize a way to make money on it. And I heard of what he was doing and I was like, you know what? I'm avoiding mailing the land. So I started mailing the land immediately. I was mailing the tax delinquent list, the county held tax lien list, all the lists. And I just blasted out 680 postcards, got a bunch of phone calls, did two deals within two weeks. Each one netted me a little over 4,500 and I was hooked. Interesting. And that's kind of where we are today. Yeah, I bet you. Um, and if, if you guys aren't like, uh, haven't chased motivated sellers before, most people will go target. Um, you know, you, you pull up tax records and you look for distress points, whether it's financial constraints or whatever it may be, right? But nobody fucking mails the landowners unless you're a developer, right? So like, but traditionally these people are getting, if you, if you know the space, these people get bombarded by everybody trying to buy their house. So whether you're an, if you're an absentee owner right now, you're getting a mailing piece a month, no doubt. Cause oh that's, that's God. what every, that's what every, that's what everybody does at least one, but you're probably getting one from like four different people, especially if you're like in Phoenix or Florida or some of these crazy yep. markets right now. But yeah, that's interesting because, um, Direct mail, you guys, is still the number one way to reach a lot of people because it'll get 100% deliverability rate. You're, you can't say that for any other form of communication or channel to reach. And it's tangible, so people see it. Um, just But really quick, I just want, I, I'm going to guess what's on the card. I'm guessing the postcard said, hey, I'll buy your piece of land. You got it. It's like, hey, my name's Brent. If you'd like a fair cash offer for your land, call me. You know, and that was so you don't it. have to get super creative because everyone's always like, what's the content on the cards? If I'm going to direct mail, be what's the content? It's like, no, one, dude, you got to realize you, you cut right to the chase. Hey, I want to buy your shit. You're interested? Call me. Here's my fucking <laughs> like cell phone number, dude. You know, like like and then the, the more unprofessional works, the better that usually this stuff on direct mail works. Um, oh all right. God. So walk I me might, through what happened. I might use that. That's amazing, actually. And it's handwritten. It's Tell me how it works. Yeah. Three, three and a half by five, like the cheapest card you can get. Um, so the first one, I had no clue what I was getting into. It was two lots on the side of a mountain looking at, you know, the Pikes Peak National Forest and Palmer Lake. Uh, so me and my wife drive down there, um, with our newborn baby. And I'm like, this is beautiful land. And guess what the seller told me? He's like, look, it's yours for $285. Take it off my hands. And this guy was no dummy. He was a CPA retired. He's like, I traded this like 10 years ago. I'm ready to be done. Like, get it off my hands. You want $85 you bought the land for? You got it, Mike. Damn. You got it. So I'm like, okay, I'm second guessing myself. So we drove down there. I'm like, holy cow. So we found out it wasn't buildable because there's only one ingress, egress. The firefighters won't let you build because like they can get pinned down and the city's not letting them build a road over the railroad tracks. So I call the first real estate office I see. I'm like, if anybody knows, it's going to be the real estate office right down the road. Well, long story short, that realtor ended up making an offer on it on the spot, basically. I was like, hey, what's the blowout price? How can I, much can I get rid of this for in the MLS? Can you list it? She's like, maybe 10 grand. And she go, gave me the whole backstory of that area. Like she was educated on it on a Saturday too. This woman yeah. was a rock star. So she called, I hung up with her. I thanked her for her time. I said, I'll let you know when I own it so you can list it. She calls me back within like five minutes and says, hey, Brent, what if I bought it from you? She offered me five grand for it. And she said, I can close in a few days. I was like, please send the contract deal. So I paid the seller on Tuesday, got my $5,000 check on Wednesday. It was that quick. And yeah. I'm like, there's no way this could be that easy. And did another one a week later. And that same was scenario. Very similar. 
not accessible, not buildable, surrounded by, if you notice, I'm talking about like very inefficient land here when I'm starting yeah. out. And no one has ever mailed these guys. So that's why they were like, just take it. Like this one was 500 bucks, almost five acres, surrounded by a state land, which is a beautiful area. I put it on Craigslist, bought it on Saturday for 500, put it on Craigslist that night, sold it on Sunday for $500 down. I got my investment back out of the property and then $400 a month. And I now had passive income. My paradigm shifted because at this time I'm ready to get out of the military. I have a wife, a brand new baby, and I want to be home more often. Sure. Um, because I was always gone, always deployed, always training. And that's not good on a marriage. And I'm missing no. my son. Yeah. Um, so that gave me $400 a month. It paid my truck payment. And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, if we can just keep doing this, if we do this 12 times, that will cover our entire outgoing each month. That's, that's going to give us not just straight residual. So you're holding the paper, you're going around selling it and then you're holding the paper and, uh, people are paying you back. Yes, sir. I love it. Wow. Um, all right. So let me, I got a couple of questions. I know a couple of people on your treadmills like, what the fuck? I can buy a piece of land for $400. Um, <laughs> All right. So let's start through and let's just look at land in general. So overall is the strategy here that you guys have been using or you've been using is, is you, you find people who want to sell land. They're probably going to do it a little bit of a discount and you just turn around and bring it to someone who's more knowledgeable in the area and then they sell it. Or That's is right. it because it's cheap land? Like what, how, what are the price points? Like, what do you shy away from? Are you only buying land in the hundreds of dollars range? That makes a lot of sense to me because there's probably a lot of those or are you buying land? Like, are you searching land for 300,000? You're looking at lots and all of that stuff. So where does it start and what type of land? Because like in real estate, we could go condos or we could buy townhomes. Or we could go single family homes. Or we could go multifamily. So what type of land deals do you go after then today? I target the entire county because here's the thing. I, the ones I stay away from are the ones that, that I can't get at a discount and sell for a profit. Because that's at the end of the day, all I'm doing is buying it for one price and selling it for a little bit more. And I love holding the note because that gives me time freedom. It gives me passive income. Some of these I've sold on 30-year mortgages at 9% interest. I mean, if you get a $200,000 mortgage from the bank at 6% interest, you keep it for 30 years and never refinance, you're paying back over 420. Like that's compounding interest working for you. That's a retirement account, basically. Sure. Um, so I target the entire county because it allows me to build a buyer's list in that county because some people are looking for that four acres. Some people are looking for that one acre. Some people are looking for the 36 or the four, 40 acres. Um, so I basically try and get every, every parcel at a discount. My third deal was actually from a bank. Uh, the land was 44 acres next to Shriver Air Force Base wow. in Colorado Springs. And the, banks, the bank wanted like a lot of money for it, but they had to, they, they, re, they foreclosed on it basically. And they were behind on their taxes. That's sure. how I found them. And I wanted it for 20. Cause I was so nervous. I didn't know. I didn't have 20 grand by the way, but I was like, okay, if it's worth maybe 80, I'm getting it for like 20 cents on the dollar or maybe what 20, 40, 60, 80. I'm getting it for like, geez, one fourth of what it's worth. Sure. So I kept going for 20 about a month went by and they finally was like, do it. Listen, Brent, you want the damn land? It's 25,000. Sign the contract and we'll do it. Well, this was a Friday night. I was like, whatever. I signed it and I didn't sleep that night. I was like, this is crazy. I don't have $25,000. Um, they're going to sue me. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to, they're going to take my security or they're going to take my, my secret clearance away because blah, blah, blah. Like I had all these things going on in my head and fear and doubt. 
But what I did, I remember one of my coaches telling me, if you ever get a piece of land under discount or under contract at a discount or a house at a discount, and you want to offload that contract, go out and put 33 bandit signs saying, you know, three, two must sell your phone number cash only. So what did I do? I put 44 acres, 38 K had it under contract for 25, my phone number. And I put those signs everywhere on a Saturday and I got a phone call. First one was like, don't you put these signs on my property, come back here or I'm gonna call the police. So I got another phone call and I'm now bracing for impact. Yeah. And the guy goes, where are you? I see these signs going up everywhere. Me and my wife sold our ranch in, in Texas about two weeks ago. And we have been driving all over Colorado looking for land. And I see these signs going up and me and that man met on the side of the road, shook hands at $38,000. I had my buyer. I was going to, I slept so good that night on Saturday and guess what happened on Sunday. I got a even higher offer of 14,000 over what that man and I shook hands on. And now I had a crossroads. I'm like, sure. what do I do? End up calling that Texan, Texan gentleman and said, Hey, I know that we agreed on 38,000. I just had a $14,000 higher offer. And he goes, we shook hands. And I was like, I know. Um, I was wondering if maybe you wanted to split that 14,000. I'll give you seven grand for just meet me on the side of the road because that was life-changing money back in 2016 for me. And he said, no, I want the land. So I had to like swallow real hard. And I said, okay, it's yours. Um, and that was it. Like we just kept doing these deals over and over and over and over. Sometimes karma comes back and pays you forward though, dude. Like, um, one thing in real estate investing, like even we used to do a lot of short sales and we never took advantage of people and never always kept our word. And um, I'm telling you guys, if you ever try to pull one over, I guarantee you that God's going to pay you back one day some way. Um, it never fails. Um, it's coming, right? right? And that's good. Good for you. A uh, way to keep that. Um, that's from the service for sure. Uh, <laughs> it was hard. One of the hardest yeah. things I ever did. Yeah. But Love thank it. God to this day, I am so happy that that's so, the way it worked out. So, um, Let's go. Let's fast forward today. Let's say for somebody that does have some um, capital, uh, somebody that does have um, something to invest, um, where are the deals and what are the most lucrative? I mean, it's really you're just buying low, selling high. I mean, what do you turn down? What don't you do? And then how much diligence do you have to tie in between? Like, do you do a 10 day um, contingency when you when you to go out there and find the buyer? And will you ever close on land if that buyer is not located? Absolutely. Yeah, we we do all the time. Um, now I built up so much confidence uh, in this, like if you're getting something at such a margin of safety, such a steep discount, uh, 30 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar, it's almost a no brainer because Americans think how much is going to cost me each month, not the total purchase price. So uh, buyers will pay nine, 12% and finance this as long as you make easy, affordable payments. Well, I don't always have the, my, the own cash, my own cash to buy this. So like I just use my father-in-law to buy three lots. We are listing it with a builder and they're going to build to suit right on it. Um, so that's one deal. We are buying 36 acres that we are going to develop and I don't have the money. Let's actually, here's how they're going to, let's go through each one of those because I think if yeah. we apply the application to it and more of like a case study, I think they're going to get sure. more out of this. So give me that first one. That's interesting okay. with the builder. So you locate three residential lots. Yep. And so then here, lease it to him and then he builds the suit, but he's not having to buy their take down the land. So it works for him, Got right? It. Got it. Very similar. So I, we, we actually just went into a new market in Florida and we got three lots under contract. And I, I, I said, look, 
We don't have a buyer's list in this area. So what I Googled builders, Palm Bay, Florida, this is the area. So I called every single builder in that area and said, Hey, I've got three lots. Here's the street. Let me know if you want them left a message. And some sent me their voicemails. Some, some I text as well. If I left a message, I also texted them. And then some sent me like, Hey, send it to this email. Well, out of those, like calling those 15 builders, one of them said, look, I'm actually building right on the street right now. You can list those things with a house model that I do. It's an eco-friendly house. They won't have a electric or a water bill because it's all solar panel, yada, yada. He said, you can, you could probably, I was like, what can I sell the lot for the actual land? He said, 30,000 too, too, too easy. No problem. Well, I'm buying them for 15,000 each. So I'm spending 45. We're going to make 90. And I use my father-in-law. We're paying him 9% on his money for the next three months. And, it's, and I asked, I was like, what, what is the most amount of time this could take to, to sell it to someone that wants to build a home? Because there's only 300 houses on the market in Brevard County right now. Sure. And that includes multifamily, duplexes, triplexes, mobile homes, manufactured, everything. Well, there's over 800 real estate agents in that market. So that tells me there's a demand right now for building. So we just bought them last night and the builder's going to list them with his house model on them here in the next couple of days. And hopefully it's a 90 day flip. We make a quick 45,000. That's that case uh, that we're doing this week. And they'll buy, they'll find the um, end buyer that'll buy the lot and you get cashed out and then the builder builds a house. And they're getting a bank loan called a construction loan to build yep. their house. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I like that a lot. Let's go through the second one you're going through. The second one. Now I didn't start here. I like, <laughs> I got my confidence built up. Um, the second one that I just mentioned, we're, we're looking at 36 acres that a realtor brought me in Sebring, Florida, right on a main major highway, US 27 North. Uh, it is already zoned and approved for RV lots. It also has nine vacant commercial lots that we could put site pads on. They just threw up a Wawa a half mile from the property line. So there's a lot of opportunity here. It's an old developer. And it's so funny how this is working out. 82 year old developer. And he's got a lot of projects going on. And he's basically bringing in young people and money to help him complete everything. Well, long story short, the same realtor that brought me the deal, I call him on the way back from looking at this 36 acres. I was like, I love this guy. I think we can figure something out. It's so funny. He actually just sold an RV park in the town I grew up in, Okeechobee. And, and, he, and Joe is a realtor. He goes, Brent, you know where I met him, right? I was like, I have no clue. He goes, on that land in Colorado. I was like, what land in Colorado? It was a piece of land that I wholesaled in Colorado five years prior. Same owner. Sure. So it's just amazing how these things work out. So going back to that deal, we're syndicating the deal. We're syndicating the funds. We are going to purchase the land. Um, and basically, we're going to build these RV, this RV park. It's already bringing in income. It's already got an RV service center. It's already got storage. It's already got uh, 17 RV spots bringing in income. We're just going to expand the footprint. Because when you have the land, you can act as the bank on other people's money, guys. That's what he's, he's getting at. If he just locks in the land and you're just brokering it, like agents, and that's where I think it, that's a really interesting um, niche because like the agents, the vast, I'd say 99.9 .9 agents don't know anything about land, but about 30 or 20% of them will have people that would want to buy it. 
they don't have the education to take the land down themselves. But if I was an agent, I'd probably be the number one listing agent in an area because I would have every listing. I'd go to every single builder with land opportunities. And then once I have all the listings, I'd also have all the buyers. And I'd be controlling my own inventory. Think about it, folks. This is what you have to do in this type of market, in a tight inventory market like this. You cannot just wait for houses to come on the market. You got to go manufacture deals. This is how you do it. I love that. Man, that's that's amazing. You got my wheels turning, Mike. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity here. Let's get let's flip the script though. Let's do some pitfalls that could happen in buying yeah. land because not everything is all peaches and roses all the time. Oh yeah. Um, so what what's some shit we need to watch out for? What do we gotta yeah. be on the lookout for that we might get our, our asses kicked if, to say the least? Let's talk about my sixth and seventh deal, or maybe my ninth or tenth. It's a little fuzzy at this point, but I got a little cocky. You probably, wanted to, to you probably wanted to get it out of your brain. That's why you had a couple kick a couple yeah. back and forget about that bad memory, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I started getting a little arrogant about it, and I'm still doing my army officer job. I think we're ha- we're you know I, I got my first kid, and we're about maybe my wife gets pregnant again with our second baby. I'm really enjoying like the success we're having in this. I'm like so happy I'm not having to deal with houses that much anymore. Uh, and I just start buying land sight unseen. And I see it's assessed for, you know, 3,600. I'm paying half of the assessed value. So I'm paying like $1,800 for it. And I see the, the county gives me a market value of like 36,000 and I'm paying 1,800. I'm like, no brainer, right? Well, there's things like treasures deeds where people pay the back taxes for a certain amount of years and they can take the land via foreclosure. Well, that's what happened with this, with this owner, uh, this seller. And they were like, yeah, give me 1800 bucks. It's yours. So I would just like meet people with cashier's checks, just buying land, uh, getting a quit claim deed and not running title search and title insurance and getting a title insurance policy. And then I didn't go look at it. And it turns out it was like a huge crater in the ground in, in Woodland Park, Colorado. But I was like, it's a no brainer, like, right? Because I'm getting it for 1800 bucks. Well, I start coming into play. I, I sold this thing for 36,000. I already had a buyer lined up and we go to, we go to closing. They were fine. They, they're the ones that told me about the crater in the ground. Uh, they were fine with that. But when they figured out they can't get title insurance for the next nine years, because there's a cloud on the title, like things start like, okay, wow, I wish I would have known about this in the very beginning. And there's ways around it. We could have gotten through it with a, you know, you know what's called quiet title, but I didn't know that at the time either. And the title company didn't tell me I could do that. So all these little things, it's like, okay, you, got, you start getting a little arrogant and you start pondering and start learning your way. And it's actually, they were all blessings. And I ended up selling that land for about $3,000 and I held the financing to get my money back out of it but it could have been so much better. And, you know, those little pitfalls by not running title searches, by not getting a title insurance policy, by not sending somebody to go look at it. I could have hired someone on a, on a buy sell group for 25 bucks to go take pictures or better yet, that land specialist realtor you just talked about, Mike. So now that's who we call. So do your diligence, no matter what, pull title, get insurance, full, full shebang. And that should be, I mean, most of you real estate agents, you know, you guys have that in your uh, ingrained in your brain. Or you should at least. Um, but I could see, I could see that. What anything else that you would uh, advise that another pitfall wise? You know, another thing is like uh, buying land. You know, know what's buildable. Like, know how many acres you need to ha- be able to put a septic system. Like Colorado, you need one acre. Uh, Colorado Springs, you need five thousand square feet 
to, to be able to build on there. That's like the minimum footprint. And you have to be, you have to be in front of the, the sewer lines and the water lines, or you're going to spend a boatload of money bringing it in, like for things like that. Pueblo, Colorado, you need to know that it's like $35,000 for a water tap right now. Just knowing little things like that and not being like, okay, it's worth, it's worth a hundred. I'm only paying 20. Uh, it's a no brainer, right? Just knowing like, okay, who's my buyer? What's the buyer going to want to do with this? Are they going to want to build on it? Or is this like going to be an off-grid cabin? Like I love recreational land, the stuff that's in the middle of nowhere that no one will ever build on, but you got to buy it at the right price. Um, and so I would say that's probably another pitfall, just knowing what's buildable and then yeah. who Zoning. your buyer is. And let's do that really quick. Uh, and we'll do one more and we'll get this wrap. Um, recreational land, land that's like that first deal you mentioned, like a land land that's in the middle of nowhere that is not going to be anything built there. It's not going to be a commercial built. There's not going to be a house built there anytime. Who's the, who are you going to unload something like that to? Well, that, what? that that second parcel, that five acres that was surrounded by uh, by the state lands, it was actually right next to uh, Fort Carson, uh, Colorado, the, the, the army base, um, and just south of NORAD, actually, where they track Santa Claus. Um, the guy that bought that, just wanted a piece of land that he can go and sit in like a tree stand and watch the turkeys go by. Like the guy was like a nature lover. Sure, um, sure. He, and he knew the only way he was ever going to get legal access in and out of that, that area, ingress, egress uh, was by hiring an access attorney. And you can find those by, you know, talking to the title company. Uh, he knew he was going to have to spend a fortune doing that. Um, but that guy just wanted to be out in, out in the wilderness. Yeah. Um, other people like, you know, stuff we bought in the middle of nowhere in Colorado, they just want a place they can go ride their quads or their dirt bikes or camp or, you know, you name it, bring their RV type thing. And the stuff that's way out there, you got a lot bigger buyers because you're dealing with like a $5,000 piece, right? $10,000, $15,000, $12,000. You're not buying a $100,000 parcel of land. If no. it's in the middle of nowhere, it's, it's low price. So you could, the risk isn't as high for you to take it down. You could afford to wait six months to sell that land. Um, if it's only like a thousand bucks, right? And and you can get a longer contract. Like, hey, Mr. Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, I get it. You've owned this land for 10 years. You want to get rid of it. Um, I buy and sell land for a living. My my full-time job's the military. This is a way for me to make extra money. Um, is it okay? Do you have a heart? Do you do you mind if I have a if I line a buyer up before I actually buy it from you? So I'm gonna need a 90-day contract to do that. Um, is that okay? I'm actually gonna market this thing all over, like Craigslist and Facebook and Zillow. Is that okay if I find a buyer before I actually buy it from you? And then they come on my side and they're like, yeah, absolutely. We, we hope you can make some money off of this. And now I have 90 days to have a buyer lined up with $5,000 down and $200 a month for the next seven years. Yep. Makes sense. Um, I love it, dude. I think it's very creative. It's a great niche. What do you think your competition is in like a market? Like how many other people do you have? Let's just take like Fort Collins. Seems like you know that area very well. In Fort Collins, how many other guys or gals are there out there like you going after these lands? Like what would you guess? And then what, what is it like in Florida? You know what? Um, I, I, I say there's virtually no competition in this. There are a bunch of, there are several guys like me. Uh, I mean, I'm training them and I say there's virtually no competition because most people drive by land every day and they don't see a, a storage unit on it or, or multifamily or a mobile home park or a house they can buy and flip. So they're driving right by it and not even thinking anymore about it. So the big institutional guys, like with a lot of deep pockets, they're not messing with it. 
Um, but the guys that like I'm creating by teaching them with the land sharks, how to build businesses that serve us, our families and others, there's not a lot. Uh, like one of my land shark students right now just got 28 lots under contract in Colorado that they're, they're building right down the street from. We're going to joint venture. We're going to do the deal together and we're both going to make a ton of money. And I wouldn't have ever found that land if it wasn't for that that amazing student going out and taking action and mailing and talking to sellers. So you can squad up, you can joint venture. Like you don't have to do all this on your own. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Love it, Brent. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody if you guys like what we talked about today, check out what Brent does. He does a, you guys have like a coaching program and a training thing that you um, bring people. I want you to go ahead and tell them where they could get more info. Absolutely. I'm a wholesaling ink coach. Uh, I'm their official land coach. If you're, if you're looking at like trying to figure out more about this, you can go to YouTube and, you know, search Brent Bowers, uh, find me on YouTube, definitely subscribe, trying to build that thing up. I uh, started about nine months ago. And if you want to schedule a call and see if this is a good fit for you, head on over to the landsharks.com. Cool. Appreciate it, Brent. Awesome show. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, if you're looking to build your personal brand with video, we will script edit and distribute your shit for you. It's not very hard. We make video marketing very simple and turn you into a local celebrity in your market. And if you're sick of training and you're sick of going on Zoom training, why don't you check out the event we're having in April right here in San Diego. It's called the bestrealestateconference.com. It's the bestrealestateconference.com. If you are interested in attending that, make sure you use the promo code DUDE, D-U-D-E, DUDE, and you will save some money. I saved you some money on that ticket. Make sure you go. Zoom training is getting old. If you want to go back to live in training, network with people like you just spoke with and heard from today, do it live events. I can't tell you, you always walk away with something. This is the one to attend. Thanks for listening to another episode. Follow us on all of our social channels and keep leaving us reviews. We appreciate you guys and we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week. Adios. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.